How do you digitally transform an entire government? Welcome to Tech First with John Kutsier. Imagine if everything that you wanted to do with a government, whether it's state, local, national, you could do online via a website or an app. That's exactly what Matt Pinnell, who's the Lieutenant Governor of the state of Oklahoma, is trying to do, digitally transform Oklahoma, as well as rebrand it. Welcome, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time as well. I wanted to ask, what does e-government mean to you? Yeah, well, e-government to me means, you know, anything on any public, any of our state government websites, uh, e-commerce really in, in a lot of ways is what it means to me. Anything that, that a taxpayer in the state of Oklahoma, in, in my uh, example, can do online to mm -hmm. interact with state government. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, during COVID, uh, I really think uh, state governments across the country, this isn't unique to Oklahoma, it's really exposed state governments uh, yeah. that, that they have not really invested the amount of money that they've needed to invest in when it comes to a digital modernized system uh, that taxpayers can interact with. You're not alone in that. In fact, I did a story, I think a couple of months ago, that 97% of business executives were saying that COVID-19 has really you know, lit a fire under the need for digital transformation and essentially the ability to do digitally almost anything that you can do in person. Yeah. And, you know, listen, there's always positives that come out of crises. And, and I think what you will see moving forward, because a lot of states are using COVID relief dollars that the federal government sent to states uh, and are utilizing those dollars to upgrade their digital system, their, their online system in their respective states. That's certainly the case in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, we are uh, doing a whole new interface on our the 35 to 40 most outward facing agencies, state agencies in Oklahoma are getting a complete overhaul uh, with the help of Adobe uh, is, is the vendor that we are using in Oklahoma. So, again, we're hoping that a couple of years from now, because there always will be another crisis in yes. state governments, uh, we have to realize that uh, and in Oklahoma, unfortunately, we have a lot of those things called tornadoes. Uh, and because of that, we have a lot of crises and we need to make sure uh, that it is a much better user experience for taxpayers when they're trying to interact with state government when there is a crisis. You mentioned something like 30 or 40 different agencies or websites that you've got to combine or you've got to provide solutions for. That can't be easy. That's got to be pretty complicated. Yeah, it's extremely complicated. Uh, and again, we're working with Adobe on that. So it means daily phone calls, frankly, with my director of digital modernization. Uh, the very interesting thing in Oklahoma is our governor put on his cabinet when he got elected. So this was before COVID. Uh, he put on his cabinet a secretary of digital modernization. Wow. Uh, ima yeah. Imagine that a state that would prioritize something like that early. And again, certainly thankful that we did. Uh, because we were already having conversations with Adobe. We were already having conversations about kind of a dashboard system that we wanted. We really envisioned any taxpayer or anybody wanting to interact with Oklahoma state government, that they could go to oklahoma.gov and it would be a dashboard. You know, mm -hmm. you'd be able to type in what you were looking for mm -hmm. uh, uh, very soon again in Oklahoma, again, part of the, the, the digital modernization efforts that we're doing is, is you'll be able to have your own account. So mm -hmm. you'll be able to log on to Oklahoma.gov and 
and get everything from a digital driver's license to uh, you know, a fishing license in, in the state. Yes. Uh, right there in one spot. You know, all the licenses that, that small business owners have to deal with, unemployment claims, um, mm -hmm. uh, all of those things will be able to be accessed from one central clearinghouse on this dashboard concept. And so, you know, we're wanting to fast track that, but do it the right way. And doing it the right way does take time. Mm -hmm. uh, and thankfully, we have some just first class uh, vendors that we're working with to make sure that uh, our system is much better. So uh, when are you launching and, and how close are you? Yeah, so we're in the midst of it right now. Uh, you know, really by mid-November, end of December, for sure, you're going to see a complete new interface inside state government. One of the things, uh, really the first office, and, and again, this is probably very similar to other states, is our unemployment office. So, you know, our unemployment office, uh, again, we have some of the best state employees that work there, but they they were not given the resources to prepare or handle what's been thrown at them in this pandemic. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody has. <laughs> no one has. That's right. Uh, yes. You know, but they had a website that was stuck in the 1980s, not a good interface whatsoever. And so that was really the first, you know, we were able to set up uh, some AI features uh, and, and set up uh, a system to really help with the backlog of phone calls that was coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, that was extremely helpful. We used Google as well to help with that. Uh, Adobe has kind of come in to help make sure that long term, long term, we have the right system. So we're really excited about what we're going to be rolling out in the next 30 to 60 days. It's really interesting. And, and I understand that you're building a system for the state. And I wonder if down the road, some of your thinking is, how does that connect down to counties, districts, cities? And how does that connect up to national governments? Is that somewhere in your thought process? It absolutely is. So I, I was Secretary of Tourism and Branding. And so I don't know if there's another Secretary of Branding in the country, but but <laughs> and we also realized as a state that we did a poor job of talking about all the positives in the state of Oklahoma, uh, that we were better than okay. And that was what was on our license plate <laughs> for far too long. Uh, and so we came up with a new mark, a new brand, very diverse, really showing our diversity. Uh, it's, a, it's a logo that every state agency is going to use. So it's clean. It's easy. You don't have 200 different government logos. It really becomes a hot mess, right? So mm -hmm. your point of working your way up, if you have a, a very clean, vibrant, professional interface inside of e-government, you will have people nationally that are looking at Oklahoma and say, well, gosh, Oklahoma looks like they have their act together. Yes. Uh, it looks like it's pretty easy to get a license here. It looks like they're, they have their act together inside of state government. That can lead to other things. That can lead to a business looking to relocate to Oklahoma. Yes. Those are things that we hear all the time. If it's a good user experience, then a business that is already in Oklahoma will be happy and they won't look to other states because uh, it's a global competition for talent, global competition for talent. And because of COVID, you have employees that can live anywhere in the world. Yes. Uh, you have large companies that have new policies in place because of that. So. I don't think that we should be overlooking uh, the e-commerce and the web interface systems in states because, uh, frankly, again, a lot of states have. We've just overlooked that yep. uh, from a digital modern system. Thankfully, you got a lot of states that are going to have to get their act together because of COVID, Oklahoma being one of them. And I hope that it leads to, uh, yes, absolutely better interaction with every mayor 
that we have in the state. But it, it absolutely puts us more on the map with companies that are looking to relocate uh, mm-hmm. to America, international companies looking to reshore operations. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to go? I mean, mm-hmm. if, someone, if a company in Taiwan is looking at Oklahoma, they're, the first place they're going is Oklahoma.gov. Yep. You know, they're going to Google Oklahoma. What's going to pop up? Those are all things that uh, from a digital perspective we know are extremely important to being a top 10 state that we want to be. I believe that's the first time I've ever heard a government official in any context talk about user experience. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> 10 points. Uh, first of all, uh, that's that's really neat. You mentioned as well that you're adding AI to your system. What are you doing with AI? Yeah, the AI was really on the, you know, we did not have enough um, employees that were the call volume. You know, mm-hmm. we, we with at the in the unemployment office, you know, we had 500. We could deal with 500 claims of a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of the average, right? Like the Oklahoma unemployment office, you know, we had like 50,000 calls a day, yep. you know, when COVID was hitting. So the AI was able to set up. And again, we did some of this through Google's platforms to help us with some of that call volume mm-hmm. uh, to, to digest some of that so that then we could have, if we needed a live caller uh, to be calling them back, we, we could have them help with that. So that was set up a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, we're still using that uh, when's needed. Obviously, that call volume has come down a lot. But Thankfully. We, we plan on our, our Secretary of Digital Modernization can, is going to continue to use AI where, where we need to and where we could uh, moving forward. But that's just one example of something that, again, we had to turn something on in 24, 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. And it uh, was helpful for us on the front end. Imagine that uh, a state government turning something on technologically wise for a department in 24 or 48 hours. Yeah. You would not have heard that. That somebody would have uh, had a heart attack or died laughing. I'm not sure yeah, which one. Right. If, if they said that before, uh, that is really, really interesting. I also like what you're saying about competitiveness because you're absolutely right. With COVID, what we've had really in the U.S. is we've seen innovation centered in hubs in certain areas. California has gotten a lot of it. New York's gotten a lot of it. Austin, Texas has gotten a lot of it. There's other hubs in every state and every city has some of that. But Facebook employees can work anywhere. Google employees can work anywhere. Apple's not quite there yet, but they're getting close to there, right? There's Twitter employees, all that sort of thing. And it might be a great equalizer in some sense for horrible initial reasons, but a great equalizer because great people come from everywhere. That's right. But those tax dollars and the money that they spend when they earn a high tech salary get spent unequally in various areas. That could be a big opportunity for, for many different states and many different places in your state as well. Absolutely. Not only that, I mean, it helps us, you know, it is tough for state government, any state government to compete for some of those jobs, right? But as we get more nimble and make sure, and, and again, people can live anywhere, it does help state government compete a little bit more for some of those jobs, you know, whether yep. putting on a contract, it may not have to be a full-time in state employee. Uh, we're doing some of that work as well, more on contracts. Uh, but state government, again, there's different rules. Uh, you know, the, the legality <laughs> there, you know, purchasing uh, requirements. And again, I've been in state government for two years now. Both the governor Stid and I came from the private sector. It is different. Uh, yes. Most of our cabinet, most of our cabinet is is individuals from the private sector, but it's going to help us think outside the box yeah. uh, when it comes to making sure that we we want to be a top ten state. That's really the goal in all the right areas, and and that's being a top ten state when it comes to digital modernization. 
I love the goal and I love the plan. And I also like that you, you've got, you understand that there's a place to get to and there's steps to get there, right? No, no doubt. Uh, Every citizen, honestly, they have a number of dreads, <laughs> just really honestly. One is dealing with uh, a utility, <laughs> right? Another is dealing with maybe a, a phone carrier or something like that, having a phone get something fixed or whatever. Another is whether it's getting a license of some kind or going to the DMV or whatever it might be, you know, having to go and imagine the user experience that you talked about, imagine the future possibilities of, you know, you get an appointment, you know, when you come, you know, when it's going to work, you maybe do most of it digitally. And there's a few pieces that need to happen in person and it's seamless. They understand, they know where you are. They can help you with that. That's a modern digital experience, right? It, it is. And, I, and I'll tell you, I mean, this is a, a key point here. Taxpayers are going to start demanding these kind of services from their state government. They just are. So, so folks listening to this, watching the people, taxpayers are going to start demanding these things from state government because they're getting these great services from vendors outside of state government. It, because technology is moving so fast, because everything we have is at a touch of a button these days on our iPhone, of course they're going to start demanding those things from not just the DMV, but they're going to start demanding those things from their unemployment office, uh, for getting a license in a state. Those things, we better know it and, and be honest with ourselves as government employees and government officials that we better get our act together in this area because taxpayers are coming for it, as they should, by the way. They, the taxpayers should demand uh, good services when it comes to e-commerce side uh, from their state government. And the other, the flip side of that coin is that as people are starting to demand that from government, you're also able to provide better service, quicker service, by doing it in a digitally transformed environment, by offering things where people are uh, yes. on their phones, <laughs> on their on their laptops, wherever it is. Yeah. So that is really neat. You mentioned it's a rolling start here. You've got 34 to 40 different agencies that are part of it. What are your next steps? Yeah, I mean, so obviously the, the dashboard concept, that will... That will be an ongoing effort. We'll continue to build upon the, the main dashboard. But again, behind that dashboard are our different sites. So by the end of the year, again, the, the top 30 to 35 most outward facing government agencies next year will continue that effort. So mm -hmm. we have over 200 government agencies in the state of Oklahoma. And that's, that's a lot, but there's other states that have even more than that. So we will continue to work on the tier two, tier three, tier four uh, agencies that we have. Uh, we'll continue. It'll be with Adobe and some of our other providers that will work with them on that. But, but those are some of the next steps moving into next year. Digital driver's licenses are things that is something that we're working on. Every state is uh, working on real ID right now. Uh, that continues to be something that we will push out. Uh, but those are the things that, that we'll be working on into 2021. What's the benefit to a citizen of the state when they at the point when you're you know let's say we're a half a year in the future and it's not just the 40 50 biggest but it's you know maybe 100 150 who knows of those agencies and 
they get their license, maybe a hunting and fishing license as well. Maybe they've got to do something around a permit or maybe a business license or whatever as well. But they come to a system and its system knows them <laughs> and it knows what they've done in the past and maybe has some record and can expose some of that. Maybe do you envision that happening? What really starts getting transformed when you can combine all these things? Oh, I mean, well, it, it, again, a better user experience for a taxpayer, uh, that's going to make them trust government more, first off. I mean, I, I think fundamentally you, you have people in America uh, that have a little bit more trust in their government. I mean, again, mm -hmm. I, I, the state employees that I work with, they're not in state government to get rich, I assure you. Uh, mm -hmm. They're in it because they actually have a passion for people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we need to provide them the tools to make sure that they can provide those uh, a much better service to taxpayers because they want to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's our responsibility, again, in the executive branch to provide resources, money to help uh, any agency in the state of Oklahoma be better. Mm -hmm. uh, but on a, when you get down even to a, a lower, a more fundamental level, I think it's more, it creates more revenue for a state too, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Because again, if we're, if we're providing a better digital system, uh, it's easier to raise money. It's easy, mm -hmm. you know, if our state park system, for example, two years ago, we were still putting money into boxes nailed to trees to rent an RV spot uh, in the state. <laughs> uh, you know, we created a whole new digital effort for that to where people could book same day reservations. I mean, these are little things that actually turn into big things. It turns into a whole lot more revenue uh, for the state. And at the same time, the taxpayer loves it. Uh, yes. So taking it agency by agency, everything from RV spots to unemployment claims, those are things that not just help the citizen, but it helps really the bankroll in, the, in any state too. Wonderful, wonderful. It probably also reduces the cost of getting that revenue. And, and no doubt about that it. Revenue That's a very good point. Now, you mentioned off the top that you were rebranding and it was originally better than okay. I mean, what can be better than okay, really? Right. I mean, but what's the new branding? Yeah, yeah. So the new brand, a, a kind of a new mark, it's actually right behind me. Mm. Uh, it kind of takes our original state flag and all the, it, it's about five or six colors that are in our new logo. And that's because we're the most diverse state in the country. Uh, we have 12 different ecosystems. Uh, we have 39 sovereign nations inside of one state. Wow. So 39 Native American uh, nations inside of one state. So diversity in America and around the world is kind of a big deal right now. Uh, mm -hmm. as it should be. And Oklahoma is one of the most diverse states in the country, but we never talk about it. Yep. Uh, the perception of Oklahoma is that we're a dust bowl. It's the, <laughs> first, it's the furthest thing from the truth. So yes. we wanted our new logo to be bright and vibrant. Imagine that is one of the taglines that, that we are using around Oklahoma, because when people actually come to Oklahoma, they do see, again, these world-class cities and how beautiful it is. And they say, what? Imagine that. Uh, I had no idea Oklahoma was this cool. The cool factor does matter. Uh, mm -hmm. Diversity matters. Quality of life matters to companies and to their employees. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that we really wanted to tap into from a commerce perspective. And again, if we're going to talk about our diversity, we're going to talk about how vibrant we are. We better have an e-government side of things that matches that. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, we had a low-resolution logo on our website six months ago. And if you clicked along to other websites, there was a number of different logos that we used. So mm. we had people actually telling us, we don't even know if we're on an official government website. Oh, that's, that's dangerous. That, and that's dangerous, right? That's dangerous. So 
that's why the uniform mark works. And by the way, it saves us millions of dollars every year because you don't have government agencies rebranding themselves every year. Uh, so not only does it save taxpayer money, and right now we're averaging at least, it'll save us at least $2 million a year, but it also is something uniform that we can push the one Oklahoma kind of theme and message behind. Excellent. Excellent. Well, super interesting. Thank you for walking us through this. Very, very neat to see digital transformation come to government. I'm sure there's a long way to go, not uh, just in Oklahoma, but other states and of course, nations as well, uh, national systems as well. But thank you for uh, sharing. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a real pleasure.